1: It's time now for the Bob Melvin Show, presented by Nest Bedding. The three-time manager of the year sits down with Chris Townsend, exclusively on A's Cast. Visit nestbedding.com today. Here now is Chris Townsend. It's now time for the Bob Melvin Show, brought to you by nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Love where you sleep. Big fans of the green and gold. By the way, how's the wife liking the bed so far?
0: Likes it a lot. Um... I'll get to actually sample it during the All-Star break for the first time, but uh, really enjoys it, and uh, told me I have something to look forward to, so I definitely do. So when I think about
1: these times, and this is going to run a lot during the All-Star break, there is this get to the All-Star break, because it is such a grind. How big is it, when you get to
0: the All-Star break, to really unplug and recharge your batteries? It's really the only time. You know, during the season, every now and then you get a day off, but... A lot of times on the day off during the season, you're grinding on the next series and thinking about that. You actually do get, and I'm glad it's gone to a four-day break from a three-day break where guys actually don't have to you know, travel after two days. They can sit at home for at least three days. So I think everybody appreciates it. Um, don't think a whole lot about baseball. Try to unwind a little bit and recharge and, and know during the, second ba- during the second half it gets even dicier.
1: You know, I think about Matt Chapman and how excited you were to tell the group that that he was the All-Star and, and what he means at such a young age, what he means to this franchise and in that clubhouse. What was that like walking in to, and, and announcing to the guys he was the All-Star?
0: It was great. I mean, that's, that's a great day for me always. There's always some guys that you have to tell they didn't make the team to that you think were, and that's difficult, but letting a guy know an All-Star, especially if you're a younger guy, and especially for the first time he's made it, uh it's pretty cool and you know you know him he's he's all baseball it's just his life and everything he does revolves around baseball you worry a little bit certainly the the pace that he plays that you know he doesn't get a break but uh he will get a day and he will really enjoy himself there so uh, we're all excited for him and the team as you could tell was was really excited
1: And I think about how all of a sudden you guys have become the road warriors. You're winning a lot of road games after the beginning of the year. You really struggled on the road. What has really changed for you away from the Coliseum? Nothing.
0: We just got off to a bad start on the road. We just weren't playing as well, and we're playing a lot better baseball now, and we're doing it with some adversity. You know, we lose Blake, we lose Frankie, we just lost Stephen Piscotti, so... Uh, similar to last year, when, when somebody went down, somebody else got an opportunity, and, and the guy's focus is on one particular game to go out there and try to win that game. So we're just playing better right now, and these guys even last year enjoyed playing on the road. So that, that in my mind, was never really a factor.
1: So what is going to happen with Stephen Piscotti?
0: Well, it's not a tear, which is, which is good. So, you know, the timetable is, is, depends on the individual. I can't imagine it's not a month or close to a month, something along those timelines. But as we get a couple weeks into this, we'll see how he's responding and so forth. Uh, But I think we caught a break because if you looked at the slide and you looked at his reaction, I know when I was standing out there, I felt like the season was over with, but uh, that's not going to be the case.
1: You know, when you take three or four from Anaheim down in Anaheim, they came in hot, they beat you the first game. You're thinking, oh, you're catching these guys at the wrong time. And then by the end of the trip, you've knocked them back under to, back under 500. That that that's big because you're not going to see them again until September.
0: It was, and you know we came off of two good games in St. Louis. We get into Anaheim. Upton's just activated. Simmons was activated that game, and now you look at their lineup one through nine, and it's pretty extreme. And then they got off to us the first night, and I think the most impressive thing is how we responded to that. You know, spotted them a game, and then kind of boat raced them a little bit the next three, and and kind of showed them what our offense was all about, too. So um, I I think that there was an impression that they took from us, you know, once we left and the fact that they felt like they were going to have a good series and we turned it about them, you know, pretty quickly. Um, So it ended up being a great road trip for us. And we know there's six games left. We're playing a really hot team right now in the Twins. And then we go to Seattle and then we get a little bit of a break. One guy we don't talk enough about,
1: and he really has been big for you this year because of just the health issues this season with Chris Davis, is Mark Canna. He has stepped in, and he's been
0: big for you at the DH. Talk about how he stepped into some big shoes, and he's been filling them. He has. And, you know, when Katie was out with the side, we plugged him right into that DH spot and into Chris's spot in the lineup. And, you know, all he did was respond. I think he had five homers in a week. And, You know, the one thing is it's constant. If Mark Canna gets consistent at bats, he's going to be productive. And you look at his numbers, you look at his average really isn't indicative of who he is. His OPS is close to 900, or right hat a little over 900, and he hits homers, he gets on base. He's versatile in what he can do. It's very difficult to DH, And, and he's able to do that. He's able to play all three outfield spots in first base. Uh, he re- literally is the band-aid for us and a very productive one. So anytime we have a chance to get him in the lineup, we feel feel good about his production.
1: We know it was tough to send Franklin Barreto down after the great spring that he had. And like any young player, when he feels like he's earned the right to be on the big club, but he's sent back down again, you struggle a little bit, but he regained it and he's back. What do you expect from him this time around?
0: Well, you know, he's going to get plenty of at-bats here, and I think this will probably be the first consistent opportunity for him. You know, Profar is not going to play as much. We might move him around a little bit more, and he will, you know, get a game this series, too. But this is going to be a good opportunity for Frankie. And, you know, offensively, there are a lot of things he can do. You know, he's got some speed. He's got some power. He's got some off-field power. He's a really exciting player. You want to get him up here when he's swinging the bat well. He was swinging the bat well in A. Now, we face some pretty tough pitching here this series, too, so he's got his work cut out for him. But when he gets on a roll, you um, He's not just a guy that you like to see up there. He's a guy that can do some serious damage, as you saw, saw all spring training long. So, um, like I said, this is first real opportunity for him. We're pulling really hard for him.
1: Versatility is now the name of the game. And you just mentioned Profar moving around. That's what he did for Texas last year. You mentioned Canna. I know how much you like Chad Pender. This is really going to give you some options on the bench. Talk about how you can really utilize that when you're not going to have a deep bench.
0: Yeah, and you look at our, you know, we were three deep in the bench and one's a catcher. So, um, you know, with Herman here, too, we can use Fagley against left-handed pitching. And, um, you know, versatility really plays, as you've seen this year, basically for a lot of teams. So... You know, whether it's it's that one big move during the course of a game where we need a, a leveraged at bat and we feel like we, there's a pitcher up there that's a good matchup for our bench guys, they're all ready for that. They've played in our organization for a while as far as Canna and, and uh, uh, Chad Pinder and, and certainly Profar has been in the American League West too. So there's some experience uh, amongst our guys, and they know how we play here, and they're ready for every opportunity they possibly can be ready for. Chris Herman is back. How is this dynamic going to work with the catchers? Well, we just can't run from Josh Fagley. I mean, Josh has done a great job for us this year, and he's and he's done well against right-handed pitching too. Uh, the pitching staff really likes throwing to him. He's got a cannon for an arm. Defensively, he does a great job for us too, and this is his best offensive year e- ever. So um, it, it's probably going to be a little bit of a split. Uh, Herman's going to catch tonight. Fagley will catch tomorrow. I know we got three lefties coming up in Seattle, and, and Fags will get all three of those. Uh, Like I said, you know, Herman, we signed for a reason. This is the first time we're going to see him during the regular season this year. But based on the results that Josh Fagley has to this point, uh, it's not just going to be a one-man show. We're going to be able to use both these guys and hopefully effectively. So I figured this out. Liam Hendricks
1: in 23 of his last 24 relief appearances. You have to take out the opener stuff because he was the starter then. In 23 of his last 24 appearances, he's given up one and run. That's an ERA of 0.31. June 25th last year, he was DFA'd. It's amazing the turnaround he has had in his career to where now he is your number one reliever. What is it like just seeing this turnaround from being DFA'd to now he's the guy you're counting on at the end of games? Pretty extreme.
0: And, you know, last year we saw him throwing maybe 92, 93 had trouble throwing his breaking ball for a strike, was pretty predictable in what he wanted to do. A lot of times it was just fastball away. So, you know, not only is he throwing harder, he's got two breaking balls he's using now. He's throwing a a hybrid curveball for a strike. He's throwing a slider for a strike when he needs to in chase, and that makes his fastball, which is upwards of 99 miles an hour, play a lot better. So, you know, give him a lot of credit. He, You know, he gets sent down. A lot of guys, you know, feel sorry for themselves and go through the motions down there. He did just the opposite He wanted to get back to the big leagues. He found a new workout routine. He started long tossing and doing some things a little differently. And look what he's doing right now. So you have to give him credit for not hanging his head and and, and having that desire to get back to the big leagues and not only get back here, be be a productive guy. And I don't know where we'd be without him right now, uh, especially with Blake down.
1: What do you expect from your bullpen in the second half?
0: We expect it to be better, you know, we could just got off to a tough start, and, and we feel like Trevino's coming around here, Sori is pitching a lot better for us, uh, Hendricks obviously has been a godsend for us, You know, Petit has been fantastic, uh, we'll get Blake back hopefully tomorrow, and we, we feel like we have a better chance in the second half to, to be a little bit more like we were last year. Um, so we feel like we're, we're trending in the right direction with the bullpen.
1: And I think about this team and what you guys do in June. There's something about this month of June where, where you turn it around and you start putting the uh, old pedal to the metal. Are you getting that feeling now that you've really separated yourself from 500, that you, your ball club's starting to do that as we're now in July?
0: I do. Uh, You know, this is a really good team we're playing right now, so we have our work cut out for us here. But I think, you know, playing National League style in St. Louis, winning both those games was big for us. And, And beating the Angels, who were a little bit of a thorn of our side for the last few years, especially after spotting them a game over there, was big for us too. Uh, the team has a way of, like you said, playing a little bit better in the second half and certainly after May, and you know, a lot of it comes from the adjustments that our front office makes too. So we'll continue to make some adjustments. At some point in time, you're going to see Lazardo here. At some point in time, you're going to see Puck here. Uh, we feel like we're going to get better as the second half goes along.
1: Great stuff, as always, and enjoy the all-star break and enjoy that new bed.
0: Oh, don't worry about that. I will, definitely.
1: It's the Bob Melvin Show right here on AceCast, presented by Nest Betting. Go to nestbedding.com. Love where you sleep.
0: This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.